Ladies and gentlemen. You know, as I can take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 104 of the Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot to hop into. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Hardy, all elite, baby. Brody Lee, WrestleMania in the PC Center. A lot to jump into. But first, you can find me on Twitter at Two Sweet Pod and at OMG Corey B. First up, ladies and gentlemen, we got the question on the week on from Twitter. Excuse me. I said you can choose three brands, either the Monday Night Wars era or three choices from this current era. I asked this out on Twitter. I said, who do you choose and who outdraws who in head-to-head competition? You got WCW, you got WWF, you got ECW versus all of the brands of today. Three choices. And I said, I took the Monday Night Wars era. I said, Give me legendary characters and decent wrestling. The cruiserweights will hold down my wrestling and I will have legendary characters. That was my choice, even though I absolutely love this era. Don't get me wrong. But looking at the responses, we had a lot of responses, some even mixed in eras. And I allowed that as well. But first up, we had Braven 10K at Braven 10K. He said, I don't know about drawing. But give me today's era for the quality of wrestling in NXT, AEW, and New Japan. That's what I want to watch. To which this era has a legitimate argument as to why it would be better. I respect that. I respect the quality of wrestling has really jumped up uh, in this era. So I respect that answer. Uh, at Brian Laverich said, ECW, NXT, and 90s WWF, we started, some started to mix in eras, which is cool as well. That would be a heck of a combination. 90s WWF, WWF, excuse me, got Steve Austin, The Rock, you got ECW with the innovation, you got NXT with the War Horses, I appreciate that. Matthew 669 said, WCW. Ring of Honor in NXT, that's pretty interesting as well. You got your Samoa Joes and Daniel Bryan's in Ring of Honor. You got WCW with the NWO and NXT as well. Uh, moving on, we had Asan Richard. He said WWF, WCW, and ECW. That's what I went with as well. Uh, at Sports or Andy, he said WWE, WCW, and New Japan. That would be very interesting as well. This era of WWE, WCW, and New Japan Pro Wrestling is a sight to behold. Ah, uh, moving on here. Excuse me, we got at Ozzy Lucian. He said Impact, WWF, and NXT. I think he went. He eventually went with w- Impact, WWE, and NXT. Said that the WWE Ruthless Aggression Era, that was his jam. And he still watches it. I still watch it to this day as well. So I feel you. Said Impact is like the rejected kid that no one notices how much they truly have to offer. So therefore, they fly under the radar. And well, NXT because it's NXFNT. I agree on that point on Impact. They really get disregarded a lot, man. I just do not understand it, man. 
Uh, and moving on here, ladies and gentlemen, we had at WAWN underscore wrestling. He said WWF, WCW, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. I wonder if he's talking about the New Japan from the 90s or the New Japan from now. Either way it goes, that would be a tremendous choice. Thank you, everyone, for, for excuse me, joining in on the discussion. I'll try to make that a weekly thing. We'll try to have a weekly something for the podcast every week. So moving on for the first topic to the first topic of the day, Matt Hardy, ladies and gentlemen. Like, there were so many roads that I was going to go down as my first topic of the day starting from earlier in the week. Uh, first, it was going to be WrestleMania. Is in the PC Center. Then we had another announcement about WrestleMania. And then All Elite Wrestling came along. And Matt Hardy, ladies and gentlemen. He was not the exalted one. But we get to the end of the show on AEW Dynamite. And Chris Jericho is running down the Elite. And Vanguard won. When that drone came flying in the center of the ring, I said, oh my God, Matt Hardy. Matt freaking Hardy, and there is Matt Hardy. He will be debuting uh, in the Blood and Guts match, the War Games match. I'm going to call it War Games. He will be debuting in the War Games match, and it is very interesting. Matt Hardy, a part of the Elite for one night. I cannot wait, and man, I got to tell you that. What a closing segment. Uh, Matt Hardy in AEW. The rumors were there. Uh, we seen the videos on the free to delete with the uh, young bucks. And this is a home run move by AEW. He wasn't the exalted one, but you know what? It ended up being a good move because the exalted, the uh, dark order, excuse me, is a heel stable. People want to cheer Matt Hardy. So why not bring him back as a face? I understand it. This is like I said, a home run signing because we're getting broken Matt Hardy back. And AEW with these empty arena shows, they really need to tap into the things that Matt Hardy was doing in Impact Wrestling at the Hardy Compound. We got a lot of tremendous stuff out there. The final deletion, delete or decay, just some incredible things that I really hope AEW continues to tap into. And man, what a segment! And what a show overall. I'll get into a little bit of that. And speaking of the show overall, Brody Lee, the Dark Order. We had the Dark Order SCU promo. SCU. And it, they're going back and forth. And Christopher Daniels is calling out the Dark Order for being a liar. And we get on the Titan Tron. We get Brody Lee talking. And he flip he flips off the the excuse me flips off of the hood and reveals himself to be Brody Lee. Internet going nuts. Uh, line of the night was him saying, "Christopher Daniels, you're not the only out of touch old man not to believe in me." How about that for a shot? I absolutely love this. I said before, I, th- I think it was last week or the week before, I said, look, everybody expects it to be Matt Hardy, but I wouldn't be against it being Brody Lee. I think it would be a great move. Look, man, Brody Lee is definitely a person 
eye that could lead a stable. He can talk on the mic. The dude can wrestle in the ring. He has size. He has everything, everything that AEW needed. They needed a big guy. They needed a believable guy. Another, another believable guy on the roster. And he fits all of those modes. And he is a perfect person to lead the Dark Order. They needed a menacing person because... The Dark Order is supposed to be this menacing group, and I just cannot buy into neither of them as menacing. Brody Lee, however, I can really buy into as menacing, and I think that they have done another home run signing for AEW. Job well done, AEW, for getting Brody Lee. I cannot wait to see how all of this turns out going forward. And man, look, they have me extremely excited uh, to see how all of this turns out. I cannot wait. And speaking of uh, another segment, we had Lance Archer, ladies and gentlemen. And this was kind of like the hearty compound stuff that I was talking about. We had Lance Archer out in the middle of nowhere. Jake Roberts is sitting there watching him. And Lance Archer on AEW in the video segment just destroyed everyone. It was really well done. Some hearty compound type stuff. It really got Lance Archer over. It introduces the character more for people who don't know who he is. Because there are people out there who don't know who Lance Archer is. Doesn't follow New Japan like we follow it. And all the promotions like we follow. So they got him over as a menacing big man. To which he is just like Brody Lee. Very believable menacing big man. Uh, and I thought it was well freaking done. I cannot wait to see where this uh, Lance Archer uh, thing or storyline goes with Cody Rhodes as well. And speaking of this AEW overall, man, they did a tremendous job. Uh, with the empty arena show I love the open the elite going back and forth with each other I uh, will see how it turns out with Adam Hangman page questions abound there will there will there be a turn in the war games matchup we'll see and just overall them putting MJF in the crowd I said for quite some time now watching Ross Rector, I'm like, put the wrestlers in the crowd. They put enough wrestlers in the crowd to where it felt like a regular show, as regular as you could get it with, with it being an empty arena show. They had wrestlers in the crowd and it worked. It was absolutely well done overall. I loved it. Great show from uh, AEW. I was about to say Impact Wrestling. A great show from AEW. So, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, WrestleMania. Man, I'm sitting down and uh, I think it was Monday, Monday evening uh, before Raw. We got the announcement that the Performance Center would be hosting Wrestle Freaking Mania. And there was another announcement on that. I'll get to that later. But as soon as we got the announcement that, yes, WrestleMania is going to move on on its scheduled date there was a lot of people that came out and said man they i can't believe this they should have postponed it i should have canceled it and did it did it sometime at a later date and look i get the uh, the the anger the angst uh behind all of this and here's my deal 
at one point in time, I was on the postponed train. I was I was thinking this was early in the, in the in the stages of this coronavirus the thing that we have just sweeping the nation. I thought, okay, just push everything back a month. You, you push uh, WrestleMania back to May, and you push the May pay per view back. I think I, this is going off the top of my head. I think that's Money in the Bank. I'm not entirely sure. But you push that back as well into June or July, and you run SummerSlam in August as normal, and that could have worked. But we had the report come out from uh, the president that. This thing could last into July and August. And a lot of people are saying postpone it, post postpone WrestleMania, postpone it, postpone it. And I'm sitting there saying, how long are you supposed to postpone it? Like this, the only way WWE could have or should have postponed WrestleMania is if they suspended wrestling programming altogether. And like if this thing goes into July, goes into August, what are you gonna do? Look, man, if they would have suspended wrestling programming altogether, then you could have bought back WrestleMania at any time. But since we know Vince McMahon is never going to uh, give up the fact that Raw is the longest weekly episodic uh, show, he is not going to come off of that. Look, you might as well go with it at its date because you can't keep postponing it. Uh, you'll run into it. If you fall into August, that means you got to postpone SummerSlam too. And at this point, you just have to go with the empty arena WrestleMania at the PC Center. I think it is absolutely the right move to go forward with it. I am, but I gotta say, I'm totally bummed that NXT Takeover. There will be no NXT Takeover. Like I, I'm super bummed about that because that is the highlight of my WrestleMania weekend. If I'm being totally honest with y'all, but it is in fact the right choice to go with WrestleMania at the given date. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we had another announcement and that was that, guess what? WrestleMania will be a two-night event. How about that? And Grunk will be hosting. Look, man, first I'm gonna get on Grunk. Like, how much longer, why do we even continue this WrestleMania host farce. Like the only person that I had interest in, the only person that did a good job of hosting WrestleMania was The Rock because he was the freaking Rock. Point, uh, period, end of story. Past that, Gronk hosting WrestleMania, how entertaining could that be? If it, Even if it was a, an arena full of people, like how entertaining can it be in an empty arena? Like not very at all in my opinion. Moving on to WrestleMania being a two-night event. Look, I'm going to harken back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. They made Wrestle Kingdom a two-night event. And when I first heard it, I was like, all right, man. Oh, that's very innovative. It's different. But I got to tell y'all what. Once it got to the second night and past the second night of New Japan uh, Wrestle Kingdom, I said, I hope they never do that again. Because, like, I was just, my body was just completely torn apart and worn down because it was two nights as much as I love me some wrestling. Watching wrestling for two nights, watching a big pay-per-view event for two straight nights just took it out of me. And I'm looking at WrestleMania, and how are they going to do it? I'm not entirely sure. Are they just going to cut one show in half and, and halfing it up? I'm not sure. Are we going to get 
four hours or five hours or something like that six hours in both nights god i hope not because that would just just completely waste me man like here's my deal they said that not only would it take place in the performance center but it would take place in other locations as well and we're i'm not gonna like that regardless because in other if it's if other locations quote unquote is bigger than the performance center then why not do both shows there uh, if other locations quote unquote is smaller or at the same size as the performance center then what's the point in my opinion like here's my deal man i don't like it being two nights because one is just gonna be very taxing on wrestling fans too like we're gonna have two main events and like god help me you know that one of the main events is going to roman reigns that's just it like this dude has main evented what is it four wrestlemanias now he, this is gonna be five like i'm not even entertaining anybody else being in the main event what is definitely gonna be if it was one night it was gonna be more than likely Brock and Drew McIntyre. Now that it's tonight, you know you gotta have Roman Reigns in the main event. And like I said last week, he won't even get booed because there won't be anybody in the arena. So, well, hats off to him. You can have Roman Reigns in the main event. I personally think that, you know what? Let's give the ladies a night. Let's make Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch the main event for one night. And let's give the other to Brock and Drew McIntyre. That's not happening. But overall, two nights, like, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Because I feel like it's still going to be a five, six hour show for both of them. And not, if you were to tell me, look, man, if you were to tell me that one night it's going to be three hours. And the next night it's going to be three hours. Then you know what? I might buy that for a dollar. I just do not think that that is how it is going to go down. So moving on to the next topic, ladies and gentlemen, CM Punk, um, he was asked about coming back to wrestling and he said that if everything lined up correctly, he said that, you know what, my opponents, my given opponents would be Daniel Bryan, John Cena, Rey Mysterio, and Will I or Will Ospreay. Look, when I heard the first three, I said, look, man, I, I've already seen that. Daniel Bryan piques my interest just a little bit, but eh, I've already seen it. When he said, Will Ospreay, I said, all right, now you got my attention. Like, that is a match that I would love to see. But come, as it would turn out, yours truly, Will Ospreay and Ben Priestley was on Periscope and in I joined in, yours truly. I asked Will Ospreay what he thought about Puck saying that he would like a match with him. Will Ospreay's answer was, look man, if Puck wants to do it, he should come to the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom. He said that he would think it would be a great deal. It would be like when Jericho came to New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, and got into it with Omega, it would be a huge deal. And you know what? I have got to fully agree with him on this. I would absolutely love to see CM Punk versus Will Ospreay in the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. It would be something different. 
We obviously got people saying CM Punk come back to WWE, CM Punk go to AEW. No, New Japan Pro Wrestling would be something way out of the box, something different. And give me that. You know what? I haven't been the biggest proponent of CM Punk coming back. I had lost interest. But you know what? If you give me CM Punk versus Will Ospreay, that then could main event the Tokyo Dome. And it would be the biggest thing in all of wrestling. I would love, absolutely love to see it. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on to some Impact Wrestling and Sammy Callahan. How about this, man? We had the whole ICU going around. At first, I thought it was a stable. We got it. We had ICU hacking everybody's Twitter account on Impact Wrestling, hacking the show, and we got the big reveal. And we had Ken Shamrock getting inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame. Lights go out, lights come on, and Ken Shamrock gets a fireball thrown in his face. And lo and behold, it is Sammy Callahan that is the reveal for ICU. And I gotta say, well done, Impact. We hadn't seen Sammy Callahan in a while, and he redebuts. It seems like a brand new gimmick. And was it a good reveal? Obviously, it was. It was well done. The crowd liked it. And I really like it as well because Sammy Callahan is a big time, big time player for Impact Wrestling. And this refocuses him. Uh, he had gotten a wee bit, I don't want to say stale, but he had gotten, uh, I will say, a wee, wee bit stale. But this brings him back, reinvigorates him. It's a new character. And I am very interested to see how it turns out. Sammy Callahan, I see you. Job well done, Impact. I am very interested to see how all of this goes. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to move on to something personal for me. Chris Bay debuted on Impact Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. And I got to say that I was very excited. Chris Bay running the town on the independent scene, signed with Impact Wrestling, had a squash match on Impact Wrestling, looked very good. And man, I am very excited for this guy. I cannot wait to see how it turns out in Impact Wrestling. Look, I've been fantasy booking feuds for this dude. And Chris Bay on the scene, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who he is, check him out. Impact Wrestling. And on the Impact Wrestling note, I am very excited, ladies and gentlemen, for it. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, to the last topic of the day. Undertaker and AJ Styles, man. Like, I needed some comedy to close the show. And this is all the comedy in the world. So, we're going to have this contract signing right. And <laughs> Undertaker's music hits. It's all awkward because there's nobody in the building. And, uh, like, Undertaker, I, I put, I, I swear, this is the fastest I've ever seen the Undertaker walk. Like, he comes sprinting down the rampway and I'm like whoa look at the Undertaker speed walking <laughs> down his way to the ring and it was hilarious man to see Undertaker walking that fast in that entrance Undertaker had the straps down he had a hoodie on like I got me like is this some kind of new gimmick for the uh, for the Undertaker like is this something new do we need to rename him or something is this just Mark Calloway coming down I don't know 
But Undertaker flips over the table and just smashes it to pieces as we headed to commercial break. And what we got after that was a decent segment. AJ Styles cuts a decent promo. Undertaker lays the beat down on the Good Brothers. And we have Taker and Styles set for WrestleMania. I just got to say, man, that was hilarious. I don't even know if it was unintentionally hilarious because I'm not even sure that WWE was going for that. But look, man, I overall, WrestleMania is going to be tough. It's going to be different. But Taker and Styles, I'm looking forward to. Taker is one of my favorite wrestlers. AJ Styles is one of my favorite wrestlers from this era. So it should be very good. I'm very much looking forward to seeing how it all turns out, ladies and gentlemen. So that is it. The Too Sweet Podcast is over with. You can find me on Twitter at Too Sweet Pod and at OMG Corey B. Ladies and gentlemen, I am out.